When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Song Facts Podcast, and I am your host, Corey O'Flanagan. This podcast is proudly a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. If you're listening and you're enjoying it, please go ahead and hit subscribe, leave us a review, let us know how we're going. In the show notes, you can contact us a number of different ways, and we would love to hear from you. Good or bad, doesn't matter. Send us some bands you think we should talk to. We're always open to suggestions, and just thank you. We really appreciate you listening in the first place. Anyway, today I am really excited to bring you this guest, as it is a band that I have not only seen live at a small dive bar, my personal favorite type of venue, in my old hometown of Denver, Colorado, but I actually booked the gig with a buddy of mine, which actually got a bit messy, as we will explain. Their names are Brian and Andrew, and their band is a shadow of Jaguar. If you like dirty blues, slide guitar riffs backed by heavy drums and a full tank of energy, then you will love these guys as I do. I got them to strip down a bit and do three of their songs for us on just an acoustic and electric guitar, and I loved it, and I hope you will too. Please enjoy A Shadow of Jaguar. We got Brian and Andrew of A Shadow of Jaguar. And let's, guys, let's start out with this with a little bit of a, um, let's give our backstory of how we, we met. Cause it's fucking crazy. Um, so you guys fill in the blanks for me, but essentially a good friend of mine saw you guys playing up in like Vail or something like that and just loved it and went and introduced himself after the show. And then I think he said along the lines of like, I should try and get you guys a gig in Denver or something like that. Is that what you guys remember? Who's wait, who was it? And my buddy Ryan. Yes, who booked us yes, he booked us at uh was that that was the King of's gig, right? That, yep. that went terribly wrong. Yeah. Oh um, my god, did it go sideways? So it, it went sideways real fast. Um <laughs> because the he was trying to get us extra money from the venue, which his, his heart was in the right place. But the guy, English was his second language. And so he thought that he was trying to cheat, that we were trying to cheat him. And so it turned into a whole debacle where he wouldn't pay any. He, he paid us less than we agreed upon. Yeah. And then we had to go back the next day and like mediate it out. It was a it was a whole thing. And then he was like, I, he was he had that scary Eastern European thing. Oh, you 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 cheat me, you cheat. I was like, oh shit, I'm not. It was not it was definitely like staring down the barrel of the Polish mafia is what it felt like from what I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, but regardless, it was a great gig, 
what a cool yeah. what a cool idea it was in general because it was the Polish uh, Independence Day or something like that that we decided yeah. to play over. So like we got everyone dressed up and wearing red and white. And so that's how we originally met. What I know about you guys is that when you're playing live, you absolutely bring it, and it's so much fun. There's so much energy um, built up between just two people and. I hope that you guys moved to Brooklyn has continued that. You've been playing some great venues and you've just been showing even more people what it is that you can do. And so um, let's let's get right into it. You guys are going to do some songs for us. So what are we starting off with? Uh, which one do you want to start with? Start with Yeah, we'll start with the, the, the beautiful one. Uh, it's called Mellifluous. And it means like sweet music. Let me look up the actual definition so I don't butcher it. Because uh, <laughs> sweet or musical, pleasant to hear, uh, and that is just kind of what we're the vibe we're going for with this song. And it's, uh, it's it's a love story. Love it. I just wanna make you so happy 
Beautiful. <laughs> Guys, honestly, that's like I didn't I didn't expect to hear something stripped down like this. Where did this song kind of come from? Because this doesn't sound like anything I think you guys that I've heard you do before. It's on the first album. We just it was very uh, it's different, especially in the acoustic setup. Um, it's, it's kind of one of those ones that works in both settings. A lot of our music doesn't work acoustically, so we were trying to think of what uh, what would what would work well. And this is like the bread and butter of that. It's uh, you know just a nice little nice little warm up to the day. Yeah, why not? Where where's this uh, recording studio or this practice space that you guys are in? Uh, we're in Brooklyn right now in our in our rehearsal space. Um, which is now our, our recording studio. Uh, we used to record out in Denver with uh, Todd Dival of Silo Sound. Okay. He's always been great to us and shout out to him. Um, so yeah, now that we live here, we didn't want to pay twice as much for recording and we just figured it out, figured out how to do it. How has the uh, move to Brooklyn treated you so far? It's been a few years now, right? Yeah, been a few years now. I mean, it's it's great. I love it. I'm from here originally, so I'm you know, this this is kind of like what I'm in for. Colorado was a weird move for me, you know, coming yeah. out and learning new new things. You know, just learning to be as outdoorsy as everybody else. I, I couldn't keep up. <laughs> it's a little bit of a strange music scene in Colorado too. From my five years there, it just isn't. I mean, it's obviously not like New York or Brooklyn or anything like that, but it's also, I mean, I thought Milwaukee had a better scene, probably Atlanta, even some smaller like beach towns that I've been in. Um, I don't know. I just found the live music scene, especially in terms of like finding some music like you guys are doing that's a little bit bluesier um, to be fewer and far between. So I'm happy that when I found you guys and, and was able to listen to that there. Yeah, Colorado's big into jam for sure. It's, it's one of the most loyal scenes, which is great. Like, you know, all the music venues that it can support like there are a very few other cities like that where it's like a you know mid to large size city that has so many venues right the milwaukee's and kansas cities and you know even like i would say denver is kind of close to chicago in that regard that like there's a ton of venues and it yep. competes with major cities like that hmm. but yep. you're right i mean the, the, the blues and, and rock scene there is is very niche and there is a scene for it it's just not that's not Denver's thing. Denver is a jam scene. It definitely is a jam scene. That's that's a really good way to put it because you've got, um, and it's just kind of the central tourist spot. So you get all these bands that come through and, and open and play like Kixotes and places like that that are just these smaller venues that'll be the after show for the show at Red Rock. So yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good point. There's a lot of people moving there now too. There's a lot of like, like you know, the guys from Lettuce moved there and Andy Brasco moved there. There's a lot of like, guys bigger guys in the jam world that moved there i think i don't know krasno moved there but there were you know just got bigger names in the jam world that went there because it is a, a nice hub because you can go east and west easily from there and it's just a nice scene that the big gigantic guys are from there yep what's the um so you guys put out a record here in 2020 different brain when did that drop that was in january Oh, right at the uh, beginning. Were you planning to tour behind that, and that kind of got that kind of got busted up? Yeah. Oh yeah, we uh, we had a big tour. Um, our our brand new agent had just worked out a big tour in the northwest from Colorado, and you know, whole thing. And uh, that's been. I mean, at first it was you know everybody thought it was going to be just a little while, so you push it a couple weeks, and then a couple more weeks, and six to eight months later, here we are. Unbelievable. <laughs> 
Yeah, for the end. This one, uh, this next one is Burning Home, which is on Raw, and uh, it's about a nightmare I had one night. And like usually, I, I wake up and I just you know you forget them in two seconds. But uh, you know, this one stuck with me. I'm so, I'm curious about this because I just inter- I I just interviewed this other uh, songwriter, this woman, and she said that just recently she moved to L.A. and started remembering her dreams more vividly and actually had a song um, come to her and some melodies and lyrics like that have been coming to her in her dreams. Is this a first for you? Or is this something that's happened before? This, I mean, like this was the first one that really stuck with me. So like, I mean, especially when I stopped smoking, it, it, it kind of like, it really comes back to you. your dreams get way more vivid. And, and it, you know, it kind of, this was the first of those dreams where I woke up in like a panic it was like I, you know, because it felt real. It, it, I hadn't had that experience before. Yeah. And uh, you know, it it took me a second to like realize that I was okay. I'm I'm in bed. It's fine. And then it, I sat up and was like, well, you should try and you know use this, work with it. Um, and that's kind of where this one came from. Great. Let's hear it. Uh, well, should we do it? Let's do it. Let's sing about night terrors.
probably not quite as fun as just beating the crap out of a drum set but i think that this is really cool way to hear you guys and i love it (laughs) (laughs) no but it's a new it's a new challenge it's it's fun in its own way (laughs) you gotta go how often do you sit and play pick up a guitar um i've been playing guitar my whole life like since i was a little kid um mostly just for fun you know so i always have one in the living room so i'm always I'm always messing around on guitar. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is the first time we've actually done this sort of uh, setup. And uh, that was actually the only time we've ever played that whole song all the way through in this format. So, you know. No, no rehearsal for this at all. a little solo section, and I didn't know where uh, <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> yeah, it worked great. Um, so um, one of the things that um, I was able to find this I pulled a, I pulled an old interview and I got some more information that you guys had put down about that song. Like you said, created off of a nightmare that you'd had. There was a home burning on the far side of a field and standing right in front of me was a little girl covered in blood and screaming and crying. And her family was in the home. Yeah. Where'd you find that? That's cool. That's actually exactly what that was. That's off of a, I found an old interview from Glide magazine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was, I mean, it reminded me a lot of, oh man, I'm blanking on the name of the painting now. I should know. It's the very famous one of the guy on the bridge doing this face. Okay. The screen. Yeah. The screen. Yeah. Uh, and it, it like, it was between that and like that scene in Inglorious Bastards where Shoshana's like running across the field. It was kind of like that. And it was, yeah. It was, it, that was the moment where I woke up and I was like, oh, I think you're fucked up in the head, man. Like, something, <laughs> I think something's wrong with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, that was my nightmare. And I, I couldn't, I was trying to like, at first I was like, oh shit, is that little girl like somebody in my life? And that like supposed to be me? Like, I, I don't know what it means. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the day, you just have to be like, oh, your, your brain's. 
fucking weird, man. Your, your dreams are going to deceive you. And, you know, I think that goes that way sometimes. I, I mean, I, that's one of the things that I wish that I could do better was remember my dreams. It doesn't matter what state I'm in mentally. I just don't seem to have that. Like it's, it's gotta be instant and I've got to recap it or else it's just gone. Okay. Let's go ahead and jump into this last song before we completely lose signal. So this is a brand new one that is nobody's really heard. Is that right? This is a brand new one that'll be off the next album that uh, will be out in the next few months. Hopefully, we're we're you know we're getting there. It's uh, coming together. You can expect it in the near future, though. Cool. It's called Savior Me, and it's about uh, well, it's basically about social media, I guess. Um, and how someday it'll be gone, and I'm not gonna feel bad for any of those people. <laughs> oh, you know it's never been this difficult before, well, Gotta make it out dead or alive Cost of living seems like it's got a chance Wrapped right around our necks But she don't know that I'm ready to fight When it's gone to dust your plastic world Won't hold you up Tell you something you won't find The whole world wants you to believe That you need everyone else And make for shares won't get you anywhere, but she don't know that it's gonna collapse. When it's gone to dust, your plastic world won't hold you up. I'll tell you something you won't find. microphone but there's 10,000 people outside our window just go go crazy right now i can hear just a hint of it but i can i believe that they're out there there's yeah dudes throwing shirts at us and all kinds of stuff (laughs) it's it's impossible for you guys i don't even know how you're staying focused on what you're doing it's it's crazy um i i really appreciate you guys coming on i wish that i would have had a little bit better service but you know it happens and um just thanks guys yeah thank you so much man yeah, thanks for having us yeah thanks for having us we'll, uh, hopefully we'll see you very soon hopefully catch you over in europe 
Okay, I know that was a very stripped down and I would say lovely way to hear these guys, but don't doubt me when I tell you that if you see them live, and you should, they rock. I am so excited to have had them on the show and I very much appreciate A Shadow of a Jaguar for coming on and as always, for the stories behind the songs, go to songfacts.com. Songfacts right here.